I think, nice and easy. I think we're I think we're live. Are you sure? Live and direct. Live in stereo. Yeah. Is it? Yeah, I mean it plays through both speakers, yeah. but it's not like it's directional. No. We should just do one of us on each side. God, that'd be fantastic. How do we get that set up? I don't want to so do it. So it's like 3D positioning sound so we can just walk around in circles and confuse everybody? I'm not doing that. I'm just saying one of us could be left and one of us could be right. True. I think that would be really annoying. I would be the worst. But I I feel like if if we were walking around in circles and people were hearing us in circular sound, yeah. they would want to vomit. Mm-hmm. Like if they're just sitting there at work, typing yeah, all the way at their computer, for sure. just keep hearing this helicopter of voices. Yeah, sometimes when I'm listening to music, like um, there's this one thing that we found on accident that I, is actually pretty good. Mm-hmm. It's like dubstep, but it's uh, Space Jesus. <laughs> okay. So we just thought of the name and looked it up, and we're like, oh, this is like a guy. <laughs> and then we're like, oh, he makes music. And we looked it up, and this is actually pretty good. But one of them, like, you know how dubstep is. Yes. It's just super heavy, and then it's hard left hard right hard left hard mm-hmm. right and it does fuck with your equilibrium sure pretty bad <laughs> i'm uh, sitting at my desk and i'm like whoa, whoa like all woozy and shit uh, uh, but um that'd be a next level for space something like Jesus. a vr experience uh, bad maybe it's already a little bit blah. a little jarring yeah not too terrible though yeah for at you least not for me it's different for everybody yeah, right for you, yeah. but yeah kind of fell out of that they're handle. not really doing anything right now um there's not a terrible amount of things that I've seen that I've actually wanted to play. Yeah. Uh, there's one that has really high ratings. Um, you play as a little mouse, or rather a spirit that's following a mouse around. Okay. I think it's called Moss. Yeah, it's called Moss. Sure. It's on PS4 and VR. And it looks really good, and it has like five stars with like 800 ratings on it. Weird. So I want to give that a go. But it's some sort of like... Uh, it's like a storybook kind of feel to it mm-hmm. with a mouse with a handkerchief. Oh, or a kerchief. A kerchief, no less. Yeah. Yeah. And somehow you follow them around and you're the spirit, so you like help them get through puzzles by doing things and interacting with objects. Weird. Seems good. He just gets cheese at the end. Maybe. And that's just, It's like, oh, that's it. Unsure. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. But I haven't seen too much else. I bought all the DLC for Resident Evil 7. But I haven't I played it. Yeah, I haven't jumped into it yet. Classic John. Right? It was on sale, so it's like, I know. If you don't buy it for full price, sometimes you just push it aside. It's true. It was such a good deal that you don't have to play it. Right. But you might not either, (laughs) which makes it a horrible deal. 100%. That is a waste of money. All downside. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, What you been doing? We should do an intro. Why? Welcome to The Legend of Things. Welcome to episode 99 of The Legend of Things. 99! <laughs> I'm Sean. <laughs> Jonathan. And uh, we're, this is a podcast about um, stuff and things. Whoa! And things from our lives. Holy shit. And, uh, and other people's lives sometimes. Usually. Most, a lot mostly. Yeah. Really everyone involved. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. So, um, hey. What's up? <laughs> it's been a while. Two weeks. How you doing? The normal amount of time. Yeah, between episodes because yep. we're because we don't live together anymore. That's true. It's hard. Um, sad Hulk song. It is sad Hulk song because I want to record every week, mm-hmm. but it's really hard to do. It is because yeah. we don't have that constant jabber back and forth and spitballing ideas. Right. I know it's it's tough. Not that yeah. Well, now that more games are coming out, it'd be easier. There's a lot of games. We definitely hit a <laughs> we hit our two week 
every two weeks low well uh, schedule yeah <laughs> when uh when there was a lull in the in the industry true very true but yeah it's just tough now we got a lot yeah and now we're recording at like nine right and it's i'm tired my fault i'm like 100 years old now <laughs> <laughs> i go to bed at like nine forty-five. holy shit so letting you know now you're yeah. gonna be to bed a little late tonight. i'm gonna be a little late i mean i can stay up later usually i'll read until like 11 30 oh really yeah what do you read horace heresy or physical or on the phone on physical okay i don't nice. like reading um I'm not a fan of reading on the screens either. Yeah. I mean, the Kindles are nice. Like, we got an Amazon Fire yeah. or whatever, mm. and it's really nice. Yeah. The lighting on it's really good. Yeah. But I still prefer that feel of book in hand. Yeah. I do tend to fall asleep faster with book in hand, though. Sure. Which is good and bad. Yeah. It's yeah. True. So, but, um, and Blades in the Dark. I'm almost done reading that book. Nice. So, how do you like it? It's interesting. I didn't realize how much cool stuff there was in the setting. Like, I so thought it was going to cool be stuff. like a generic sort of, you know, fallen, dishonored kind of thing. But it is, but really cool. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't, I want to make a mage now and I want him a to whisper. control ghosts. Yeah. So I guess you get hunted by the guards in the city because you can. they want to, every time somebody dies, they want to like banish their ghosts so that they don't possess somebody yeah, else the wardens. into a vampire. I just read about that. Yeah. Yeah. So I want to be like a dude that smuggles corpses mm-hmm. and summons a ghost army. Yeah. And then if he dies, I want him to kind of become the outsider from Dishonored because I really like that character. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's easy. That's where I'm going with that. Yeah. I, it, it works. Yeah. I mean, I'm just, I haven't even... I'm reading the book in order, mm-hmm. and I will say that it is very interesting, but it's written in a very strange cadence. How so? Shit just flows together. Mm-hmm. Like, they're like, hey, this is this, and this is how this thing works. Like, here's something completely different, and it's in the same chapter. Mm-hmm. And they're like, now this. And I'm like, okay. And they're like, now back to this. And I'm like, who okay. edited this? So it doesn't flow together well. It's Some stuff's out of place. Sure. For sure. And it's kind of jarring. A little stream of consciousness kind of thing? I guess. Which is really weird for a game book. Is but it? it's written in a very, like, natural mm-hmm. and comfortable way. Okay. Which is good. nice. Like, the voice is really consistent. Mm-hmm. Um, especially for, like, the GM tips. Sure. Like, how to run a game. It's really like, hey, like, do this. Like, don't do this. You know, it's really, like, <laughs> really hold your hand. Okay. And it also, the interesting thing about it is it's a... Um, Everyone has an equal part of telling the story. Yeah. yeah, very cooperative, and it's mainly the DM is just saying, okay, let's see if that works. Well, and it doesn't really roll against you. Not even that, mm-hmm. right? It's because your roles are yours and your task, mm-hmm. so there is no op- opposing role sure. ever. So basically, like one of the key things it says in the book is the GM should never say, you can't do that, mm-hmm. right? They can give you a reason, like, why maybe you'd have zero effect. Sure. But the thing is, you can spend stress and teamwork mm-hmm. to push it past a zero effect, no matter what it is. Oh, curious. So it's kind of how you can fluff it together to make it okay. work as a team. Interesting. So, like, there's scale mm-hmm. and effect. Those are the two levers basically yeah so a scale can make something harder to do so let's say if you're single-handedly fighting a whole gang the scale is large so your effect is small oh so then you can spend two stress points you have like eight um to increase your scale or effect Mm -hmm. so you could say like okay i i don't have minimal effect now i have whatever the second one is sure 
And then if you get a teamwork person and they spend stress, you can make it a normal thing at How that often point. do you get stress? Is it once per run? You regain stress in downtime oh, between okay. scores. By indulging your vices? Yeah. Okay. And it's hmm. rare. It's random because you roll dice. Shit. And you can overindulge, <laughs> which doesn't get you any of your stress back. <laughs> so it's a resource that you need to think. Mm. But the thing is, like... The game is stacked against you no matter what. Mm, so okay. you need like a three or better to succeed, mm-hmm. but there's always a penalty at three to five. Oh, shit. There's always some kind of something that comes back at you. Okay. Only a six. It's like a clean success. Yeah. Okay. So it's pretty interesting. Hmm. It looks good. I'm, I'm looking forward to playing it at some point. Absolutely. I don't think we're going to play tomorrow. No, I, I doubt it. Because it's just me and Scott and Emma. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll that'd be see. difficult. But speaking of reading stuff, yeah, uh, R. A. Salvatore, he came in like a month or two back to work. Yeah, he gave like a little speech. Oh, but uh, he brought his new book in, which was Child of the Mad God. It's not a Dritz novel. It's not a Dritz novel. Wow. And I picked it up there because he signed it, and you know it's hardcover and all that kind oh, of nice. stuff. Oh, nice. But it's in the uh, like the Darklands series that he wrote. I think it's Darklands. Dark Sun. Mm, no. Badlands, I don't know something where he wrote the stories, but it's like very high lethality levels. Okay, so people die frequently, unlike the Dritz novels where everybody's got plot armor and that. A kind lot of stuff. people come back from dying. Yes, this one is a except lot his more, girlfriend. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, need that true res, Caddy Bree. Never gonna happen. She, uh, well, she died when magic broke. Yeah, so whoops, she couldn't come back. Yeah, yeah. But I've been reading through halfway through, yeah. I think, this new book. And it's actually really good. Yeah, he's I'm, a good writer. Yeah, I'm enjoying it so far. Yeah. I so. read a lot of his Dritz stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, I probably read about... I read two full trilogies. Yep. And I really liked them. Oh, yeah. So... Yeah, he did a lot of good stuff. He told us how he uh, built worlds back in the day for uh, TSR. Oh. When, they're, <laughs> when they were TSR. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> when they're talking about... Uh, you know forgotten realms and trying to fluff out the world yeah and they came to him and it's like yeah can you write a book about this stuff he's like okay sure i can do that sure and he's like uh i want to write in this part of the land he points to like cormier and they're like oh sorry we have another writer already reserved that spot and he picks another one it's like oh that's they somebody else already claimed that and he just keeps pointing to all these places are all all claimed yeah and then he just points to like one random nook that's just like maybe a ink blot that wasn't intended to be there. Sure. And they're just like, ah, I'm not sure what that is. Yeah, I guess you can do it. It's like, okay, this is Icewind Dale, and this is where I'm going to start my sure. Trip. Yeah. And just he fluffed out that whole area. And I thought you were going to say he's like, I want this one, and then he just invented the Underdark. He's like, <laughs> under everything else is an entire another world, and he's like, I mean, ooh, you fucking looped me on this. He's one. He's probably close to it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if he specifically said that he invented it, but. He definitely affected the world building in that area. Big time. And, uh, yeah, they just... Remember how we were sort of shooting the shit when we were trying to world build for uh, that one module we were doing? Yeah. He listed out those steps as the exact ways that he'd do it. It's like, first you come up with some cultures, figure out what they're doing, figure out why there might be a conflict, and then build their society based around those things. Yeah, for sure. And it's just like, oh, this is what we were doing. This is so cool. I know. It's it's Some cool sort. when you follow through on it. Yeah, right. That's like, <laughs> <laughs> he just has done it for like 30 years. Yeah. Yeah. And we can keep it going for like four months. Womp womp. Womp womp. Yeah. But yeah, it was just nice to, you know, hear. Yeah, that's neat. That's super neat. Yeah. But what you been playing? Um, 
finished Far Cry 5. Mm-hmm. Um, How'd you like it? I liked it a lot. Me too. I, I mean, I thought the gameplay throughout was engaging. Mm-hmm. Um, all the characters were neat. Yeah. No one was really wasted. I uh, agree. I thought the endings were good. See, that's where we differ from many, many people. I know. A lot of flack online is going around about the endings not giving enough information, being too pigeonholy, and not you know, yeah, not providing enough of a story. And any of that, really. Yeah, I totally disagree. It's all right there. It is. And it's like finality for both, mm-hmm. really. Yeah. The only thing I didn't super like was the last fight. Sure. I thought the last fight was kind of dumb. A little hackneyed. Yeah. It's like, well raise all your friends yeah. and it's like oh he killed someone and it wasn't hard it was, yeah it was just like a chore it was just annoying mm-hmm. like why are these people running around why is fucking herc still using a rocket launcher <laughs> and just blowing up <laughs> swaths of my buddies at once uh, herc is so good yeah oh my god it's yeah. kind of weird i had the same the same reason because you go into that with such a strong cutscene, and Big it's time. like oh shit everybody's gone yeah. It's just, you know, us four. Right. And then you get to that fight scene. And it's like, okay, I get a chance. And then after you get to that mindset where you have a chance and you're resing your buddies, then it just sort of gets to be a chore like, where it's uh, like, okay, now we're just doing rock, paper, yeah. scissors. You just got to wait until they actually hit him when yeah. it's convenient exactly. for you. And then you can just raise two people or something. And yep. you're like, I went. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's it. Uh, there's a fun issue with that where um, we both tried to raise the same guy at the same time. But if he touches them first, and then you start to pick them up, they'll be on his side, but you're still, like, lifting them up. And oh. as soon as you pull them up, they'll be angry towards you and still. shoot you in the face? Yeah, basically. Yeah. So I picked him up, and he's still red. It's like, uh, shotgun blast? Yeah. And then put him down, picked him back up. It's like, now we're buds, Yeah. Right? I also use the shotgun for that. Yeah. It was really the only time in the game that it's useful. I really liked it early. I did not like it early, because I feel like the first shotguns are terrible. Yeah. Until you get the semi-auto one, it like kind of doesn't work. I was doing a lot of room sweepy stuff. And yeah. It was, I guess, because since the early mobs are so weak, relatively sure that each little you know buckshot blast would actually take them down. Yeah, and the range is actually decent. It is, which as is, it should be. as it should be. Yeah, but uh, later when you run into like the armored guys, yeah, it's like it's, nope. Then it's just MG or bust. Yeah. I didn't really use the MG. I didn't like oh it. Oh my god, it's so good. Yeah, I didn't like it. So strong. Just headshots with an AK, man. Just headshots with an MG. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Put a little side on there and just, you don't miss. Yeah, that's true. There's, like, no recoil to that thing. You run through ammo really fast. Yeah, but you can also take down, like, five choppers yeah, before you true. have to reload. Yeah, I just use the 50 cal for the choppers. Yeah. I shoot through the floor. That is fantastic. Yeah, it's great. Uh, Especially when, or oh, in planes, too, when they're yeah. coming to strafe you and you're just like, no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you shoot the guy through the cockpit. Yep. Yeah. Ah. Uh, but yeah, love the endings, love the story that the game told. I was extremely happy with yeah. the quality of this Far Cry game. For sure. And and really, like, I, I don't understand the gripe. I really don't either. I, I know that people want some games to be able to expand and say a lot more, but they were able to say a lot in a minimalistic fashion. It's a Far Cry game. Yeah. They're not trying to make... Uh, exactly statements here mm-hmm. they i mean they they skirt around some stuff but like it's never like a you know better red than dead or anything exactly like but they still managed to drop in enough little the other throwaway way lines. the other way dead than red <laughs> my bad <laughs> it's too late you're a sympathizer oh now. shit we're gonna get a north korea we're gonna get you a little mccarthy oh that'd be tough these days mm-hmm. yeah probably social media wouldn't stand for that nope 
Let's try. Okay. <laughs> uh, what else you been gaming on? Um, back to Far Cry though. Oh, sorry. I, one thing that was um super interesting, mm-hmm. and I couldn't figure it out earlier in the game okay. when you try to go to the VA hospital, mm-hmm. um, where Jacob was. Ugh. Am I fucking up the names again? The Probably. north, the north one. North guy. Sure. Oh, his little bunker. Yeah. Uh-huh. You can't go back there. Oh. When you get near it, the music plays and you pass out really yeah and i'm like that seems like a bug because yeah. like my people are in there sure. after i clear that zone their trucks are coming in and out and i have mm-hmm. all these blue blips on my map from allies being there yeah but when you get close you fucking conk out weird and i'm like this is wrong so i just left uh-huh. and then you know that plays into one of the endings and i'm like oh you really fucking thought this through that's that's pretty solid yeah that's a good was, little touch i was really impressed oh man there's a lot of detail in that game that I think goes unnoticed. For sure. And, like, even um, what prevented me from beating the game so quickly was that I got distracted with all the side stuff. Yep. It's just really fun and engaging. And different. Mm-hmm. There's nothing that's very generic about the side quests. They're even when you think it's going to be generic, they throw a wrench different. in there. Yep. Like hunting the judge animals, for example. Like mm-hmm. the bear one we talked about. Or another one where you have to go hunt, like, a judge moose. Yeah. I really and, like the moose. And you're like, what the fuck is going on here? <laughs> I think I brought um, the helicopter lady. Oh. So I made that one super dumb. Yes. I'm just like, oh. And she's just like, and just killed all the moose. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, no. Uh, but uh, easy. it's great. Yeah. And the, the Clutch Nixon song mm-hmm. is the fucking best. It's so good. Like, I can't handle it. Uh, it's too good. I didn't complete all of the challenges for him. I think I, I have wanna, one more. I want to go back and do them yeah. all. Yeah. Because they're a blast. They're great. Yeah. And they're a little frustrating at times. Like Some. The plane one Which was one? a little bit frustrating. Uh, the one you unlock the plane with. Ah, uh, sure. The stars that one was hard. There were a lot of really uh, hairpin turns in that one. You just like clip a tree and spin yeah. out. And you're like, oh. Dead. But um, they're, they're really good. The driving ones are super fun. Yeah, I love drifting. Because you yeah. don't drift in like the vans. It's only mm. in the small cars. Yeah. And so it was... Uh, it was a surprise because that was the first small car that I drove in the game. Sure. It was in one of the clutch Nixon ones. I oh. was like, how am I going to get up on this? Oh, I yeah. can drift? Whoa. Yeah, you just like wiggle around it. Yep. And then it unlocks that like Baja racer, yep. which is crazy. That was fun. But um, yeah, it's super fun. It's really very enjoyable. Yeah. They did a great job with that. Yeah. Sometimes the quads are really fucking hard to drive. Yes. And They're you very just, bouncy. And you'll flip all over the goddamn place. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's good, though. I got one stuck on a tree. Vertical. In the tree? Vertical. I was riding it, and then I wasn't. (laughs) But it was literally stuck with the wheels hugging the tree. Wow. And I couldn't get it off. So I had to, like, I was trying to push it off, and I had to go around and push it from the front, (laughs) Uh which makes sense. So it would get a little shimmy up, and then I pushed it, and it rolled down the hill the other way. Wow. Yeah. Well done. I don't know how it happened. I couldn't tell. (laughs) That's impressive. Yeah, it was tough. Oh, it's finally, good though. Finally saw Infinity War. Yeah, you great. saw it too. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I'm shocked that they managed to put together such a good story with the amount of characters in the movie. I know. I told you. I know. Yeah, and I saw it, and it worked. Yeah, it worked really. well. It worked really well. I, I don't know. I don't know either. And it's a really long movie, but it doesn't feel long. It doesn't feel that long. And the characters um, seem totally believable in their actions. Mm-hmm. I Nothing's love- just like tacked in there, really. No. Did you have favorite parts? Anything that stuck out to you? I honestly don't know. I'd have to watch it again because it's kind of just a whirlwind. Sure. Um, 
I was a huge fan of Giant Peter Dinklage. Giant dwarf. Peter Dinklage was pretty good. That was awesome. Yes, that was unexpected. I, my favorite part of the movie, oddly enough, is Thor calling Rocket Rabbit. He does call him by some different names. And yeah. That is just the amount of cheeky lines that Thor has in this whole movie. He's very um, snarky. Yeah, yeah, but in an unintentional way. Yeah. He just doesn't give Which a fuck. makes it like endearing. Mm-hmm. It's fantastic. Yeah. It was good. Um, yeah, everyone served a purpose. Mm-hmm. And, and I really don't know what they're going to do with um, Captain Marvel or whatever. Yeah. Because it's like, I would have expected that movie to come out prior to this one. Mm-hmm. Prior to like a cataclysmic event, <laughs> you know? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe she's going to wrap it up. I don't. I no. probably not. Probably not. There's another Infinity War movie. Oh, okay. There's a part two. It's already in the works. Yeah. Already slated on the giant like twelve year schedule. Yeah. Perfect. But they they only released this one uh, on the schedule, mm-hmm. and then everything else after it was just a Marvel movie because they didn't want to ruin anything for the sure continuity wise. Got it. That makes sense. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. Totally liked the movie. It was great. Yeah. Thor got his cool axe yeah geez mm-hmm. that's nuts Groot did his little thing with it yeah which was a nice change of pace that was good because for this movie and the last guardians he was just kind of like a tag along he was tiny Groot and then he was like angsty teenage Groot in yeah. this one he grew into his own character oh shit he grew into it <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> the worst you son of a bitch <laughs> this is your fault um it was really good Nothing felt wasted, mm-hmm. which was just so weird. So weird. It was. I was, uh, yeah, pleasantly surprised. I know. It's That's, bizarre. I don't know. My, I really don't know what else to say. Yeah. That yeah. was my one worry going into the movie. Yeah. One reason why I don't like most of the Avengers movies is because there's just too many people. Yeah. Where they just, it seems like they only have their tagline. But even the characters that were only in it for a very short time, they felt important. They felt yeah, and I think it helps that they're already fleshed out characters. I mean, I think that's a really big part of it. Because having seen all the other ones, mm-hmm. we know enough about them to where, like, yeah, that's in character for them. Sure. It doesn't feel weird. Where maybe if we hadn't seen the other ones, we'd be like, who's this guy? <laughs> Why is he saying that? You know? Fair. But, I mean, I I haven't seen the last Avengers, Ultron, so I'm not really familiar with Vision. Yeah. But... He you, still you saw seemed, Civil War, though, right? I did. And you get a good glimpse of Vision in yeah. Civil War. Yeah, a smidge. More than in oh, do you? Ultron, I would say. Because oh. he's not... He's more... His actual personality mm. in Civil War is more his human side. And in Ultron, he's kind of like a computer. Okay. So it made a big difference. Okay. So I didn't miss much from him, then. No. Ultron was good, though. I liked it. Yeah. That's where you see Claw the first time. Who's Claw? Um, Circus. Andy Circus. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, got it. Yeah, he was fantastic in uh, Black Panther. Yeah. <laughs> so, that's where he shows up. I'll get there yeah. sometime. I yeah. want to see the new Spider-Man now. Homecoming? You haven't seen Homecoming? I haven't seen it. It's I good. loved the new Spider-Man in this movie. He seems like the perfect fit. Like the perfect he's great. Casting. Yeah, he's really good. Um, Homecoming's good. It's a good street-level mm-hmm. uh, superhero movie. Yeah. I think that one's next on my list. I'm really intrigued with what Spider-Man can be. Yeah. Even though I'm going totally backwards in it the, doesn't uh, matter. movie continuity. It it makes some of the little beginning stuff with him and Tony a lot more 
um, powerful. Yeah. Impactful. Mm-hmm. Maybe not powerful per no, se. Both but work. Yeah. Approved. Yeah. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> it's really good. Yeah. If you haven't seen it, go see it. True. Did you see uh, Ready Player One? I did not. Okay. Do you have any plans to? I mean, I'll probably see it sure on tv or something yeah i was um surprised how faithfully they pulled off the book like i read the book loved it but a lot of the stuff wouldn't transfer well to the movie okay so they changed they managed to change a lot of the the core of the movie but still keeping the same like pacing the same soul of it and most of the same you know themes and feels sure and they did it really well I was surprised how effective it was. Yeah. Because most of, in the book, there's three challenges. Most of them would not carry over well. So they changed all three. Oh, okay. But they managed to pull it together significantly well. Because it's like a race. They're more physical challenges, right? Yeah. Yeah. Are they not in the book? Um, The first one in the book is an adventure to discover a location which turns out to be Gygax's Tomb of Horrors. Oh. Built into some other world. Sure. And then he has to go through the module of Tomb of Horrors to get to the end and then do a different challenge. It's actually Tomb of Horrors? Yeah. Oh. It's legitimately the Tomb of Horrors. Oh. That's neat. Yeah, yeah. I was was hooked immediately. No one wants to get sued over that one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, (laughs) that was the first one instead of the race. Sure. But the race... it managed to keep the same soul of how those puzzles function. Sure. Which I was impressed with. And it was a ton of fun. It was a yeah. great movie to see. Yeah. I highly suggest seeing that. Yeah, for sure. I don't think it's in theaters anymore. Um, we just saw it Thursday. Really? Yeah. Where? AMC. Gross. The one up uh, my apartment. Yeah, I don't go to those. <gasps> AMCs. So rude. I don't know. I just, there aren't a lot of them. Yeah. Yeah. They're more in the <laughs> Tustin area. Yeah. But yeah, highly suggested. It's, yeah, I mean, maybe, really good. maybe we'll see this weekend. Yeah, you should. I think you'll enjoy it. But what else do we got going on? Dad of War. I've been playing Dad that. Of Dad of War. I got Dad of War on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really fucking good. It's what everyone said. I mean, yeah. it's... I saw you play a little bit of it. Yeah. It looks amazing. It's beautiful. Um, the lighting is amazing. Mm-hmm. There's really some good... Uh, artistic choices too as far as how things are set up and character and level design and stuff Mm -hmm. but basically um gameplay is really good it feels good it's really satisfying i mean a lot of it revolves around throwing your axe to do puzzles which is great you saw a lot of that yeah i picked up the controller once and i threw the axe felt super good super good (laughs) yeah and it feels slow at first it feels weighty it feels weighty yeah that's probably the better way to describe it because when it comes back to you it just has such like a resounding clunk in your hand and just you hear the as it's flying towards you you're like oh shit oh this is good this is really nice and it'll come to you from any distance Mm -hmm. right so i left it somewhere on accident and didn't realize it and i was in a fight and i'm like oh i gotta call my axe and i'm just standing there with my hand out like (laughs) uh (laughs) and there must be a maximum time Uh but basically i left it like 
across a lake sure. and then i got in a boat and rode it somewhere <laughs> and then i was like uh and it just took forever to come mm-hmm. and it did and, I, and it was like boop, 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 and i'm like ah! <laughs> it was uh That's it was so pretty good. funny yeah <laughs> But um, extra little couple beats where it's like, oh shit! Yeah, and the dude's like running at me, and I'm like, I don't have my axe. <laughs> but it's really good. So like, combat revolves around you hitting stuff with your axe, yep. you throwing your axe at things, mm-hmm. um, and then hitting things with your fists. Yep. And then you also have this like erector set shield. Ooh. It's like a vambrace. Oh, sure. And it just bring it like springs out into this big shield, and you parry, and you can shield. You saw me shield bash that guy. Oh yeah. Off a fucking fridge. Yeah, I didn't know that was going to happen. That was satisfying just to watch. Yeah. And um, the progression's really good. Mm -hmm. You know, the gear progression seems on point. Um, A lot of different options. Good. And slots and, you know, all that stuff. And I'm just unlocking more and more stuff. I've done pretty much every side thing that I could Mm -hmm. so far that I know of. (laughs) Uh, There's treasures. Mm -hmm. So there's classic, like, you'll find a treasure map. And it'll just give you a picture of a location, and you have to figure out where that is. Ooh, nice. Which I really like. Yep. When other games have done that, too, and I always find it really um, engaging. Yeah. Didn't they do that in um, ESO? Elder Scrolls Online? Yeah, ESO did that, and I want to say Witcher? Or? I think so. Maybe. Maybe. I know it's in ESO, because I had a lot of fun doing treasure maps in that game. Yeah, and it's just like, where have I seen that before, Mm -hmm. you know? And then if you can figure out, it's always nice. Sure. Um, Do you feel that the world's detailed enough and unique enough to make a hunt down those treasure maps easy? So far, they've been pretty regionally based. Okay. I think if you waited a long time, it would be a lot harder. Mm Mm-hmm. But um, they kind of give you a hint in the map itself. Mm-hmm. It'll say, like, a little blurb and then a picture. Got but it. the pictures are usually super saturated, <laughs> so it's hard to pick out a lot of details. You kind of just get, like, the, you know, outline of the area from mm-hmm. a certain vantage point. Sure. Like, one was, like, a broken statue of, like, a giant. So that was pretty easy. I remembered where that was. Mm-hmm. One was actually a dead giant. Oh, nice. So that was easy, too. But one, another one, I'm like, oh, I think it's this place. And I went to where I thought it was. And I'm like, this isn't it. <laughs> and then I'm like, I'll just wait. And then it was like the next place I went to. And I'm like, yay. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it's good, man. It just really feels good. Yeah, I've like good. found a dragon so far that I let go. Ooh. Did well, you have a choice? Yeah. I mean, it's an optional quest either okay. way. So I don't know if that's going to come up later. No, no. Hard to say. Maybe. Hopefully. Yeah. Well, when I did it, it's like one of three dragons freed or whatever. Mm. So maybe there's just a bunch of chain dragons everywhere for yeah. some reason. Might just be a little checkbox. Yeah, but it's it's really neat. I mean, I, it's good. Like, the writing's really good. Yeah. Um, From what I saw, the banter between you and the kid is actually really cool, too. Well, yeah, and you caught Atreus at a very angsty point in the story. <laughs> and I don't want to ruin it for you if you're mm. going to play it. I but will. I will play it. He... um not super happy with me right now as you yeah notice he was snark town big snark like little jerk yeah snark town although you know kratos is not a great dad no he's a real asshole he's also very snarky or he's very bitey he's very bitey yeah, yeah. He's, he's just very terse <laughs> yes like the king of terseness <laughs> um in one particular portion you're talking to one of the dwarves i think maybe it was one that you saw mm-hmm. and he's like oh hey like nebraska dwarf what do you think about this or he's like oh have you ever seen one of these and kratos is like no <laughs> and then he's like 
all right, what? he's like, well, if you did, would you tell me about it? He's like, no. <laughs> he just doesn't give a fuck. Nice. Um, but it's really interesting, the banner and how everything kind of evolves with Atreus and Kratos. Sure. You know, you see this um, friendship really blossom from him being like an asshole of a dad who really wasn't around um, to these them kind of bonding and finding their kind of rhythm. And then things happen where, you know, that obviously fractures and sure. stuff like that. Um, there's like a bunch of mystery about the son. You don't really know what his deal is. Okay. They talk about the wife or the the mom or whatever mm-hmm. a little bit. Um, I think she's in one of the other games. I think it's Frey. Okay, but I don't. She's dead, so <laughs> hard to say. <laughs> but um, it's really interesting. Hmm. And he is your real only link to that world, uh, right? Because yeah. you're from uh, Greece, Greece or Sparta. You're Spartan, yeah, right. So now you're in. You're not in, like, Sweden, though. You're in, like, fucking wherever the Aesir live. Like, I don't know. You're in, like... I don't know. Midgard, technically. <laughs> but... Ifelheim? Well, that was in Niflheim or whatever. Or a- whatever it was. The elf one. Yeah. But, um... So he's really the only one that really knows what's going on there. I see. Like, you get attacked by someone early... And you explain it to Atreus. He's like, oh, like, it sounds like this guy. And you're like, oh. <laughs> okay, is he a big deal? And he's like, yeah. <laughs> he's kind of a big deal. And they're like, oh. <laughs> so you really don't have any idea mm-hmm. of what you're doing there. You've just been laying low. Interesting. And then that stops working. Huh. Basically. That sounds really fun. Yeah. I mean, who doesn't like Nordic Mythos? I love it. It's my favorite. So it's it's really a double whammy. Yeah. yeah. Whammy. Uh, whammy. <laughs> so I, I really like it. Um, Good. I'm looking forward to playing a lot more of it. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Nice. I finished out Final Fantasy 15. Yeah, you told me. Uh, aside from everybody getting stuck at that one portion of the storyline where we all stop playing. Yes, because the pacing sucks. Yes. Until that point. Until after that point. After that point, the pacing dramatically changes yeah. and becomes an entirely story-driven game for the rest of the game. Yeah. Which and is a gripe that a lot of people had. As a design decision, after finishing the game, it makes complete sense. For sure. Like, I'd love that they built the story that way. Yeah. But it is a little daunting going into it and not knowing what you're expected to you know find out. For sure. It's also early in the game. It is. Because you're like, okay, I'm it's like... It's risky. Yeah. I'm it's running really around risky. doing all this stuff, doing Final Fantasy things, yep. and doing side stuff, and leveling up, and getting new gear, and then they're like, hey, like, save your game right now, because something's going to change. And you're like, this early? <laughs> Which feels like a red herring. Yeah. When it is. It is. But it isn't, mm-hmm. because everything literally changes right after that. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, fantastic. After I got through the story and lo- went back and looked on it, I was like, this is easily one of my favorite final fantasies like it's up there with six better than six really yeah it's right up there wow it's really good yeah just the storyline that ends up coming out of the game Mm -hmm. and all the mechanics just rolled into one it's great i loved it yeah the banter between the characters is phenomenal and the game makes you feel that as the storyline progresses and it just ties in so well because all of that time that you put as an investment in that first half where there's like no story right is 
it's like an investment and it, you just it doubles down on the feels later on sure just because of your interactions with the people how they change and how it used to be and so as a design decision it makes complete sense and i'm so glad that they did it that sure way. yeah because a lot of games there's a lot of um at least in rpgs i feel like there's a lot of characters that get introduced you meet them you talk to them and then all of a sudden it's like oh big death scene and it's like yeah. well we just met him like an hour ago i don't really care yeah no big deal but in this game all of the even though they're not like super weighty well some of them are but some of them aren't uh there's a lot of um more minor events are more impactful than they should be sure just on face value and that's due to that time that you spent with everybody yeah and spent with the world even right and there's also some things that seem like kind of to arbitrarily trigger depending on where you are Mm -hmm. too which you might miss like Like connections with the other characters and stuff Mm -hmm. like that yeah that's true if you stay at like a certain hotel or whatever on the road like you'll have a thing with um you'll have like a little cutscene and stuff to learn a lot more about um like prompto Mm -hmm. which you won't have if you don't stay there and like the whole run on the beach thing with um gladio gladio yeah like that won't happen what has to because you have to stay in golden key but true there's a lot of stuff like that throughout the world that's completely optional yep and that are actually really well done absolutely especially the stuff with prompto like i'm like what is this kid's deal like he's younger than everybody Mm -hmm. or at least looks like it and he's just kind of a he's totally different yes than everyone else and you know they talk about that and, and kind of his whole thing and yeah. it's like classic what you expect i guess do you have the complete edition i don't but do i have... do have all the dlc okay so i don't have any of the dlc and i looked up a lot of the dlc afterwards because i was wondering what what they were about well yeah they each focus on one of the bros yeah i think it ties in directly to the main campaign and i think you get more of those interactions with the dlc pack involved really i think so huh because there's a lot of really important information about each of those characters that isn't conveyed in the normal game that i saw ah and so i look back on it's like oh shit that's what happened in this scenario yeah but you get to see that in the dlc pack oh i didn't know if i should wait to beat the game and then do dlc or i don't know if it's separate is it separate like do you have to launch it itself yeah you launch it separate okay so that's the thing like just like the multiplayer plugin Mm -hmm. like it's like hey you should probably beat the game first and i'm like no okay but i didn't want to play the dlc and then have it segue weird into my progress in the normal game but i assumed everything happened prior because they're all separated they're it's not all prior yeah Uh, some of it's during your game and some of it is information that i would have loved to have played ah and yeah i'll leave it there okay but they're really good um highly suggested that game's fantastic i know i need to get back in there i mean i i know i got the hdr tv and stuff i'm like ready to go Mm -hmm. but once i'm done with data war maybe yeah yeah highly suggest if you if you find the time to jump back into that and just play through i think it's really good as long as nothing cool is going on in monster hunter Mm, i can usually (laughs) hop in (laughs) oh man yeah how many hours did you put into it total shit um 40 oh really i think i'm way over that is it 40 i'll look when i get home but i also afk'd for some time sure yeah i'll check yeah because um, i think i'm like past 38 hours mm-hmm. and i'm not that you're far. still in the yeah yeah where are you at in the story right now um i passed the golden key thing mm-hmm. and i 
have I fought some bugs on a big mountain. <laughs> it's been a while. Mm-hmm. I remember I got kind of upset with some of the pathing. Oh, like the literal like Smoky Mountain? Where there's the wyverns. lava mountain. Yeah, where there's wyverns up there and the scorpions just poke you all the time. Okay. Yeah. I remember I did that and I went down and I'm like, fuck. And I had to go all the way back up again because uh, I missed some bullshit. Sure. Because I didn't like go far enough into a cave to like trigger oh. a cutscene or something. I'm like, there's nothing in here. Mm. And I came out and it didn't trigger like a boss fight or whatever the fuck it was. Interesting. I was very frustrated. Hmm. <laughs> There is one thing up there that's a deceptive not boss fight. Well, there's that big bug that you run into, but then it flies away. Is it a bug? Or like a dragon or something? I don't know. I didn't find anything up there. Like, there's this massive canyon that looks like it would be like a bug nest? Yeah. Nothing. Oh, yeah. I've been there. There's like a nest. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing. (laughs) I think that's what I was upset about. Because then when you leave that, you slide down a giant hill. Yeah. And it takes you back to like halfway up the mountain. Yeah. There's just a, a... king shrine whatever it's called oh is there one up there yeah yeah there's a crypt up there near one of the nests i don't know yeah but i think that's the last thing i did okay so you're just exploring the countryside before the main story no that was part of a i had to go there for a reason it's yeah one of the um main quests takes you to the base camp over Mm, there maybe that little city yeah i don't know yeah yeah been a while and then i did the moogle fest and oh, stuff sure i did that dlc shit because mm-hmm. i was curious oh man um see what else do we got uh did i talk about doki doki literature club last time the fuck oh. is that okay it's like a horror game right yeah so it's a free game on steam it's a japanese dating simulator yeah. style game yeah that turns into like existential horror right and it's probably like i think i beat it in two and a half hours but it's just a very interesting twist on the standard text adventure. Sure. And, uh, yeah, there's some twisted stuff in there. So if you don't like... If you don't like horror, I would not suggest it. Is it, like, classic Japanese body horror stuff? Or is it, like, just meant like brain stuff? It's more brain stuff. It's like, if you... If you took the standard anime girls, where, like, everybody has one sort of trait yeah where it's like one of them just really loves candy and it's yeah kind of a ditz for sure and one of them's the book smart one yeah etc sailor moon sure yeah except each of those characters has something like really dark or twisted in their past sure that you don't really find out until the first um playthrough first ending okay it's not really an ending but it's like one of the false endings sure so as you play through it like just things start to feel off and then something will change, and ah. then it progresses and progresses dramatically. Hmm. Uh, quite good if you're interested in a weird take on a story game like that. Uh, it definitely takes a little getting used to jumping into like the dating sim style. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, it's an odd change of pace, but it works really well. Sure. Um, that was fun. What else did I play? Played City of Brass. So uh-huh. this is action-adventure roguelike game from the people that brought some of the devs from the original Bioshock series. Uh, from Bioshock Infinite. Sorry, from Bioshock Infinite. Not from the original. Yeah. Gotcha. But what it is, is you're basically Indiana Jones. You run around with a whip and a sword. Yeah, normal stuff. Yeah. Uh, you, it's a city of the damned, city of brass. Nobody can die because there's so many wishes in there that people just wanted to be immortal. So totally. they're basically skeletons. Yeah. Uh, you run around... 
it's basically left click for the melee weapon, but the right click for the whip has many, many uses. It's like you can whip and break open a pot. You can whip a treasure and pull it from a distance. You can whip out an enemy's legs and trip them. You can whip at an enemy's face and blind them temporarily so they're, like, stunned. Sure. You can trigger traps. You can explode barrels. You can pull people closer to you and drag them into pit traps and things like that. Yeah. You can swing from uh, little chandeliers and things, too. Yeah, that has to be there. But it's just a ton of fun stuff to do with the whip. Yeah. And your goal is to gain as much money as you can. Buy new gear, get through your level before the timer runs out, and then progress through like 12 levels with, I think, four boss fights stationed out in between. Every four? Yeah, roughly. Every three. Every three, and then one back to back. I can do math. Math! But super fun. Um, it's really quick. Yeah. Whenever you die, you gain experience, like as the player, and you unlock more items that go into the pools. Okay. Because as you walk around, you could run across genies. Ah. And those genies will have certain items. And if you have cash from the treasure, you can just buy items, upgrade your gear. Uh, sometimes you can buy companions, and they'll follow you around and attack things. Sometimes you can disable traps. But you can also use this mechanical wishes. And when you start a game, you get three wishes. Uh-huh. And if you go up to, like, basically you can use a wish on any of the vendors... And they will give you an improved version of whatever they're selling yeah. for more money. For more money? Yeah. So, like, if you go up to the um, the summoner guy, it usually costs, you know, like 200 or something to sure. buy a little pet. Yeah. But you can wish for it, and it'll cost, like, 400 but you get, like, a really fucking good pet. Okay. And it'll just follow you around for a while. Uh, you can also buy, like, insurance, so some of your money carries over to your next character when you die. But I've only gotten past the first first boss i died on the second boss uh-huh. but it's just a fun little you know oh i feel like a roguelike every now and then yeah and just jump in start whipping stuff and trying not to die because it's fucking hard sure like the amount of traps that you run into is surprisingly high yeah i bet but i mean it's a roguelike yeah yeah but there's definitely um like speed runner potential because the amount of mobility that your character can get if you're clever is a ton of fun sure so i'm looking forward to seeing what kind of like high-flying indiana jones stuff i can pull off yeah just twitch it yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> someday yeah uh, let's see what else uh batman ninja did you watch that yet i haven't did you see it i did where on it's on um amazon prime i think you can rent it really or it like seven bucks or something it's not on hbo it's one of those or is it Hulu? just called ninja batman yeah i think it's batman ninja that's weird Maybe it is Ninja Batman. It's probably Batman Ninja. <laughs> but jo- Joanne ended up buying it because it's like, why rent it for six or seven bucks when we can buy it for like 17? 15. So we watched it. It was, there were some weird moments. What do you mean? Um, there's like some Voltron stuff going on. <laughs> All right. But beyond that, it was really cool. Like the art style is phenomenal. Yeah. It's almost like the woodblock kind of style from uh, Valkyria, mm-hmm. but not quite there. Uh, it's pretty solid. I love the new take on it. It's just a lot of fun with a bunch of characters you're familiar with. And Yeah. Did you know Tony Hale did a voice in it? No, who's Tony Hale? Buster. Buster. From Arrested Development. Oh, God, really? <laughs> Who do you play? I don't know. Oh. Let me see. Okay. Mikey cannot go left. Uh, well, they're only giving me the uh, Japanese voice actors. Hold on. He's the Joker. He is? Yeah. What? Yeah. 
deal huh. with it. I would not have placed that. You never would. No. No. He's crazy. <laughs> He's Buster. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm pretty sure he was Buster. He's the bald guy, right? Yeah. Buster? Buster. Yeah, that's him. Yeah. I want to watch it. You should. I think I w- you'll enjoy it. I, I will. I really liked it, and then there was some Voltron stuff, and I was like, the fuck is this? I mean, I think they just went for go for broke, right? Yeah, yeah. totally. But, yeah, that was the only thing that felt off. Yeah. Despite being, oh, hey, we're in Samurai Japan right now. Or right. Japan. Yeah. You know, it all worked. Sure. And then Voltron. And you're and like, like, hey. Mm, oh. Fuck. That was the straw. Yeah, like, I watched... Uh, berserk three <laughs> what the fuck is going on in that movie <laughs> like one uh-huh. good sure They're every and the whole problem okay okay so one is fine one is good yeah it's what you expect and you get what you expect mm-hmm. two is fine two is fine where does two end two ends i forget uh when they're getting knighted or whatever okay into the fucking phoenix mm-hmm. whatever that doesn't happen silver griffins yeah blue, blue barracudas yeah <laughs> <laughs> shit uh-huh. um and then three just goes completely off the fucking rails yes it does and you're like man this is bad and then it gets worse mm-hmm. and then it's like now what's happening <laughs> and it's like it's a it's fine when it's rooted in a more realistic setting. You're like, sure, sure Guts is a badass and he can get crossbowed and doesn't give a fuck. Mm-hmm. Just pulls it out. And then two, you're like, these guys are badasses. And then three, you're like, magic <laughs> fucking <laughs> everywhere. Yeah. And like just shit like hyper just sexualized stuff for no fucking reason. Mm-hmm. And like Huh? <laughs> it definitely took a left turn. Yeah, so dumb. And then they just introduce like this cool character who, it, out of fucking nowhere. <laughs> this like skeleton knight motherfucker mm-hmm. who like fights like angels of death every two hundred and sixteen years. Yeah, two hundred and sixteen. It's specific. The fuck? <laughs> like, does that mean something? <laughs> but he just shows up one day, and he's like, "Hey, guts, don't be a dick." <laughs> Pretty much. Mm-hmm. And then fades away, and Guts is like, that was weird. Mm-hmm. And then later, this motherfucker, like, just rides through the moon, like, <laughs> literally, <laughs> fights some shit, grabs Guts and his dumb girlfriend, mm-hmm. and rides out. Yeah. Huh? Surprise. Like, I feel like maybe these are things that are in the manga or whatever that make more sense. Sure. But, like... No, man. Yeah, there was very little transition time. For Everything was fine movies. for two whole movies. Mm-hmm. Three hours. Almost four. Yeah. Of, oh, I know where this is going. And it was good. Yeah, and then three, and you're like, huh? Like, what? <laughs> what just happened? Why would you do this? Like, <laughs> what? I don't know. Sure. I was I not happy about I that. I understand your confusion. I was very upset. I see. I, I was just, like, so confused. Yeah. It was definitely unusual. Just like, this didn't have to go this way. Mm-hmm. And I would have been much happier. <laughs> like, just so weird. <laughs> but yeah, I mean... There's a reason that, why Scott recommended it so highly. That's true. Yeah. We should have known. I, it makes sense now. <laughs> I forgot Scott was a a proponent of this. Of the Slaneshi arts? I guess, yeah. <laughs> it's a weird skew. Mm-hmm. It's a very odd skew. <laughs> 
<laughs> kind of makes you think. Just a little. Mm. But anyway, as long as Batman Ninja yeah. isn't that bad, uh, I'll be fine. Sure. You'll enjoy it. If I have to see another Skeleton Knight ride through the moon. <laughs> and that sounds cool. It does. It isn't. Mm-mm. No. Wow, wow. It's just luck. Speaking of shows, did you watch uh, Agretsuko? I've seen, I think we've watched like two or three. Okay. Didn't grab you yet? I mean, it's the same. Okay. Every episode is the same. Yeah? Yeah. They evolve. Okay. After after then. Because <laughs> <laughs> so far it's just like, she doesn't want to go to work, work stupid, her boss is a piece of shit, and then she just, you know, copes yeah. twice a day. That's it. <laughs> I find it so entertaining. Yeah, I find it entertaining too, but it's just not... It, it changes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty much a setup. But we went to uh, Little Tokyo up in L.A. I saw, yeah. And we went to Agritsuko's Den of Rage. And that, yeah. was, that was pretty fun. It looked neat. There were a bunch of cardboard cutouts, all the characters. Yeah. Her desk was set up. Uh, she was there with the Rage face on, just taking pictures with everybody. So we got pictures with her. Yeah. And, yeah. Joanne bought a bunch of merch. Sure. Some shirts and things. That's why it's there. It is. Yeah. In the Sanrio store, so it makes perfect sense. Yeah. But yeah, it was just a lot of fun. I think that's pretty cool that that's like an official Sanrio thing. Yeah. Like, it's not what I would have expected from them. Absolutely not. But I really don't know the company or the brand. I only know Hello Kitty. And they're all just really cutesy, and then all of a sudden it comes along with death metal. Right. Yeah. And, like, adult themes. Yep. You know, one hundred percent true. Sexism in the workplace, yeah, and pretty shit heavily. Like that. Yeah, yeah. I really enjoy that. Yeah, it was a a fun experience, and I really like the show. Yeah, I good. would suggest continuing it. I'm sure it's on Netflix. We'll watch it. it is know. on Netflix. Yeah. Oh, speaking of shows, you saw Brooklyn Nine Nine got canceled. And I know picked up immediately afterwards by Hulu, right? Uh, NBC. Oh, NBC picked it up. I think NBC picked it up. Good. Yeah. Just there was that backlash immediately on Reddit. I don't know why they wouldn't. I don't know why you would ever cancel Brooklyn Nine Nine. I don't know, but on the front page of Reddit, like the day was after, it bad? there yeah. were like three posts that hit the front page at the same time. Yeah. It's like, why this get canceled? Yeah. It's like, let's support it. And I love it. The next day, it's like, oh, NBC picked it up. Okay, yeah. it'd be crazy not to. Yeah, but along the same lines or similar lines, uh, The Expanse. You watched that show? Yeah. So I, I've we watched first and second season. Mm-hmm. Uh, since we don't have cable, we're not watching three yet. Ah. Did you see that it got canceled as well? Really? It did. And so the writers and things got canceled yes, today. Today. Sure. Morning. And um, the writers came online and you know on Twitter. It's like, wow, this is like one of the best sci-fi shows we've ever made. I can't believe it's canceled. Yeah. Fans, you shouldn't like help us out. And so a bunch of fans are now posting... You know, videos trying to do the same thing for Brooklyn Nine-Nine, how the fans came out in support. It, well, it doesn't have that mainstream appeal, though. It doesn't. However, it also reached the front page. Ah. And there was this one post that somebody who had a really ridiculous Reddit name. Of like course. Alaskan Fister Man or something like nice. that. Nice. I like it. It was something. The first comment was like, oh, thank you, Alaskan Fister Man. <laughs> but he put together, I think it's a three-minute video. Yeah. That is a phenomenal trailer for the whole series it's good like i haven't seen it yet but this trailer makes me want to watch it and i'm going to watch it because of it yeah man it's on it's on prime Mm -hmm. for free uh for season one and two yep it's we've talked about it we have i mean it's just a really like well it's a near future sci-fi yep and that's something we don't see a lot of very true and 
it works with a lot of cool groups and issues yep. you know Ca- casual racism is one of them as always which is really a driving factor for everything yeah it's everything in, it's in most things yeah and i mean it's just really good tom jane is in it mm-hmm. and i mean he's great he's like the noir detective nice basically you know yeah. and it's 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 got legs good for sure i'm gonna send you that trailer later and put it in the show notes because i think it's a really good piece yeah like if this guy isn't some sort of video editor i'd be shocked sure but he put together something really strong yeah so link that to everybody yeah you better not just be rick rolling everyone oh <laughs> no it's a legit video uh-huh as much fun as that would be sure uh, let's see what else uh, westworld yeah episode four it's good it's this weekend three three four three the riddle of the sphinx four four have you not seen it yet no i watched it okay what happened in this one was very three. bernard focused what happened in three three well you don't want my opinion on those this is my first the first episode that i've really enjoyed of season two yeah well this is when bernard goes like 100 percent slaughterhouse five basically he can't tell what He's time unstuck, is when. unstuck in time yes to you know to quote yes mr v- vanagat <laughs> But um, yeah, it's a good it's a good episode. I mean, Vaughn Nugget, Vaughn Nugget, <laughs> you're really close. Karat Vonaugit, perfect. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Catfish. Mm-hmm. Now you're on the right track. What was his name? Vernacular. He made like a in his all his books. He wrote of an author that was him, but he had a different name. Oh, yeah, like a pen name. Yeah, it was. Um, it had a fish in it. I don't remember. Doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. But um Yeah, Bernard, this is this is your jam. It is. This episode is your jam. Yes. hundred percent. It's all about psychology, about the big mystery, figuring out what's going on. Well, it's and much... also like the main really the crux of the whole park in general, like yes. why it's there. Yes. And I mean I think that's That's what I loved about season one. That's the most interesting part. Um, for sure mm-hmm. and why it is a construct at all yes. despite just being like people like fucking around mm-hmm. i mean granted people do enjoy fucking around that's true that's a million dollar whatever it doesn't matter what it is <laughs> but um you know there's actually like a f- selfish reason for it beyond money yes yeah and that's that's the part i love it really ties up the whole arc from the first season it does and continues it to yeah. a, a good extent and it's just this is the first episode that had me like enraptured the whole time it's like oh shit this is this is weighty yeah then we go through the whole thing the rest of the season so far has just been kind of like military campaign over here who's gonna win in this military campaign against these guys i guess i mean i think there's a lot of existential stuff that pops up in between there yeah but it, i feel like grabbing me. you're just looking for deus ex basically well when am i not i know i'm chasing that I, dragon i know <laughs> almost got me <laughs> <laughs> but uh everybody's got something like that yeah deus ex is mine i think it's I, I thought they they did some pretty interesting stuff though they introduced even the thought of there being other parks <sighs> that uh, i didn't care for that i like that a lot it's like sure okay so it's bigger great well, it's bigger, but it also brings in a lot of potential for a lot of different things. Yeah, but I mean, it's just going to be a different flavor of the same thing. I guess. It's like they've been heavily favoring samurais in their preview videos. Well, it was in the end of the other season, too. Yeah. Yeah. 
but it hasn't really shown up until the end of this episode. Next episode, it looks like it's going to be there. But they're they're just front loading it so hard. It's I like, guess. Hey guys, keep watching samurais, tigers. Hey, they're I coming. Lo- I love samurais. And it's just first episode, nah. Second, nah. Third, nah. Fourth, barely. Yeah. So third, third ended with them being there right and then they just didn't touch on it yeah episode four didn't have anything to do with that group correct which i was really happy about i guess yeah this was just my jam this is my episode yeah the stuff with the um ed harris was really good yeah in this episode it was really strong you actually see him kind of soften a little bit and evolve yeah in both storylines yes which is which is good Mm -hmm. yeah the structure of the episode was really powerful yeah it's good i didn't like how that girl's still alive that (laughs) seemed weird to me (laughs) like how long has it been the thing is i don't know and maybe that's intentional right bernard doesn't how long has it been Mm -hmm. like she's for one thing immaculate yeah she's like you just dragged me in here with a bunch of power bars and a bucket and it's like (laughs) your hair is perfect like you don't have dirt on your face there's no like tropes of you've been on your own sure handcuffed to a wall for x amount of time maybe there's a reason maybe i maybe mean it's an oversight it could be i doubt it i doubt it but i guarantee you i couldn't be handcuffed to a wall for 15 minutes without getting dirt on my fucking face <laughs> maybe that's a problem with me <laughs> maybe. but like <laughs> you gotta open the doors with your hands well it's you're handcuffed to a wall that's the whole thing <laughs> but um get my hands out with or feet out with my hands yeah and your hands out with my face right <laughs> exactly uh so i guess that is the goal right at this point which is what we learned in the first season we yes. don't know when anything is happening yeah right and they've really just hammered that home with bernard oh, and God, his yeah. like plane shifting basically basically yeah. because the weird thing is he's aware of this mm-hmm. in every in every time state that he's in yeah so it's almost like he can relay himself messages to the future Ooh. right maybe because he's like i've been here before sure. but like does that mean before or after who that would be a solid tidbit subject to touch on yeah it's like it's unclear i like it (laughs) but yeah but i mean plus they're they're keeping the game going where anthony hopkins um character is still Mm -hmm. pulling the strings assumedly well i mean they keep throwing those little little oracle eggs in there basically like where random characters will be like hey dude you're fucking up Mm -hmm. you're dumb and he's like that's not nice (laughs) but um it's good man i'm still i'm I'm enjoying it yeah i like the samurai stuff i'm a sucker for that shit you know how hard it is to find like samurai stuff to watch no that's not anime Hmm. impossible sure Last Samurai is pretty good. Yeah, but I can't watch The Last Samurai over and over again. Yeah. And Tom Cruise, I want like like Twilight Samurai is amazing. Sure. If you I mean, haven't seen that, anyone should watch it. It's so good. Who's in it? Um the main guy you'll recognize him. Okay. He's in Last Samurai. Mm-hmm. He's in Westworld. He he's going to show up next episode. Oh, the Samurai dude. Yeah. Yeah, the guy that played the uh the jerk instructor in Last Samurai. Yeah, the jerk instructor. Yeah. Yeah. Um he's great. He's great in everything. people how to be jerks. He he is the clean king jerk in he was, that samurai. He was great. But um he had to earn his respect. Yeah, he wasn't having it. Yeah. But uh he's in it. He it's it's a really good movie. Okay. It's basically about this samurai who his wife dies and the wife does all like the 
housework and the farming and stuff mm. and so he has to like do it so he's always like disheveled <laughs> and he has like an old kimono and people kind of talk shit on him all the time sure but he's super humble and like nice and he's just trying to take care of his daughter basically gotcha and he's like so destitute he actually sold his katana so which is fine because he is like his training style is to be like a he's a wakazashi guy mm, like that's okay. his jam and people don't expect that sure so that's his edge he uses yeah. the shorter quicker blade um and his lord basically calls for him to like kill this guy who goes crazy okay it's another samurai who basically gets sick and he goes nuts mm. and he like locks himself in his house and he kills anyone that goes in there <laughs> and there's this big like conflict where they're like they meet and they talk and they're like you know what he's like you're right like i'm i'm being ridiculous i should leave and then that samurai figures out that his other sword his main sword is fake and loses it he's like what you like send in here like some fucking bullshit like you trying to (laughs) trick me and he's like no dude like i'm just fucking poor like it's not a (laughs) it's not an honor thing like i can't do it and Mm -hmm. it's it's just really good and what's it called again uh twilight samurai twilight okay super good interesting yeah i'm gonna have to look into that see if i can find it on the i think it's on amazon okay um i think that's where i watched it is it newer older i mean it's newer that guy's in it so within the last 20 years sure burp Hmm. i'm intrigued uh, let's see what else. What else? Oh, I've been playing two other pretty big name games. I've been playing Persona Five. Oh, uh, put, did you buy it? I did. I bought it when it was on sale for like twenty two bucks. Nice. And on PS Four? Yeah. Cool. Is it on PC? No, I don't think so. Okay. I think it. Yeah. I think it's coming out like next year. Oh, okay. Some shit. Um, I watched. How do you like it? I like it a lot. Um, the pacing. I'm like nine hours in. I think maybe f- six, somewhere around there. Um, I a just, multiple of three. Yes, that's but more than three. I just got <laughs> to like where the world actually opens up a little bit to the dark dimension and stuff. No, no, I mean what you can do from day to day. Ah. Like, I actually have a bit of agency now instead of just school stuff. No, you still do school stuff. Well, you have to do both, right? But now I have options of what yeah. I want to do with my day. Before it was like, okay, uh, you finish this piece. Um, you automatically go home. When you wake up, you got this thing to do, so we're just going to put you there. Yeah. You wake up, you go there. And now it's like, okay, you have time. What do you want to do with this slot of the day? You right. have 14 days until this big event occurs. Right. You need to fix this shit before that time, yeah. but you can do whatever you want right now. Right. So I'm in that stage. I just got to there. I think I have 10 days left until the thing happens. And so right now I'm like studying improving my uh relationships with my combat buddies yeah uh buying new gear and then prepping to go into this guy's domain in the shadow world right and um i made the mistake of watching some of the anime first no no it's the sequel to the game the first episode is like legit they took it they took the cutscenes in Persona and the made anime out of it, or vice versa. I'm probably, not sure how it probably went down. one begot the other. Yes, yeah. because they're literally the same scenes. Yeah, like they just cut some of them and then you play through some of them. Next cutscene plays. It's like, oh yeah, I saw this in the anime. Uh, I was a little put off by the anime style. Sure. At first, because like the, every character has kind of like bug eyes, sort of like um, in uh, Fate Zero. Yeah. Who is it? Um, 
Bluebeard. Blue, yeah, Bluebeard. That's the one. You knew where I was going with that. He's got bug eyes. He does. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they <laughs> Real all kinda, bad. They all kind of look like him, and so I kind of got put off. But in the game itself, everything is stylized phenomenally well. Yeah, it looks amazing. It's so good. All the like the menu transition scenes are so artistically satisfying. Yeah. Oh Jesus. Cat. That it's just oh, it's satisfying just to go into the menu. That's weird. Because like there's this weird animation where he like puts his hand up to the screen, like slaps it, and it's this this big splash of like black and red. Right. And this like weird up tempo jazz is playing the yeah, whole time. Yeah, that's like the whole palette, right? Yeah, it's that black, red, and white, yep. and then that whole like cowboy bebop style exactly. like, jazz kind of funk. It works so well. That's what I hear. So well, but yeah, combat's been fun so far. Uh, the dungeons are really interesting. Uh, do you know the basis of the premise? Yeah, I mean, uh, I've read about the Persona games a lot. Okay, uh, I haven't played any of them. So this one starts out, and it's. Um, you're, but you're like thieves or something, right? Stop. Sort of. Um, you start out, and it's like a flash forward. Yeah. And then it's like, well, how'd you get to this place? Why'd you get arrested for being a thief? Right. And then it cuts back to, oh, I just transferred to this new school because I tried to help this lady who was getting like felt up in the streets. I knocked this guy over. He got hurt. And then he filed some sort of police action against me. Reasonable. And then, you know, my school found out. I got yeah. expelled. Sure. Now everybody thinks I'm a super criminal. Classic Japanese stuff. Exactly. Yeah. And so now you're at a new school. Um, you find out somebody's been not spreading rumors, but sort of exaggerating what your past has been. Yeah. So everybody thinks you're a criminal, like, right away. And you try to figure out what's going on. Turns out that there's a volleyball coach who's enemies with one the only friend that you have at the school the volleyball coach is the volleyball coach okay and as you dig into his story you realize that he's abusing these kids yeah like corporal punishment on these kids when they fuck up and well, volleyball stuff you find out it just comes with it, the game yeah, yeah you find out some of that stuff through falling i guess into the shadow world uh uh-huh. and you try to go to school but you realize that it's been replaced with this huge fuck off castle yeah and you go inside, and there's all these guards. You run into the volleyball coach. He's in there with, like, like a king robe, but the robe is all hearts, like patterned hearts. Yeah. He's just wearing, like, a pink Speedo. Dope. He's got a crown on and a rod. And he's yeah. just It's just this really odd world. And there's a bunch of kids in cages. Some of them have volleyballs in it, you know. And you start running around, and you see how he views the school. Right. Like, this is a projection of his world. So anything that you find here is, you know, a subset of how he views himself and the school and everybody else in the real world. Right. You see that, like, super attracted in, like, a super creepy way to a bunch of the girls there. So they're all, like, in skimpy bikinis. All the volleyball players are doing, like, death-defying, I'll say drills. Sure. Like, there's a giant spiked wheel chasing kids down that they're trying to, you know, run away from for training. Because that's what he does. He yeah. just abuses these kids. And so you come back to the real world, and your goal is to try to... You're trying to bring this to light, but all of the kids that are being abused don't want to talk about it. Right. So you're finding some way to bring this to light. While you're doing that, he gets mad at you for a variety of things that you're fucking with. Sure, because you're fucking with everything. Yeah. yeah. And so since he's got so much clout, and like he's a former Olympian, blah, 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 yeah. he's like, fuck you guys, I'm going to get you guys expelled. You have right. 14 days until we expel ah, you. That's the thing. So your goal is to either... It was initially to bring um, kids forward so that they would you know, bring this to light and say, oh, yeah, he's been doing this and create a little revolution. 
Alternatively, what you learn is that in the shadow dimension, you can sort of um, you can steal one of the key treasures. I'm not sure what it is, but it is like their linchpin to that world. Yeah. And once you take it away, uh, that side of them sort of vanishes. Ah. So presumably, when I steal this treasure. He's going to stop being a dick and want to confess to everything he's been doing. Right. And thus take him out of the picture and keep us safe and keep the kids safe. Right. And that is the opening premise. And that is so foreign to any sort of RPG I've ever played that it yeah. is super gripping. I think, I think the, yeah. And I think the Persona games are in a lot of cases that mm-hmm. they have that kind of weird tone, different tone. Yeah. Very. That we're not used to. Because most RPGs are very formulaic, right? Yes. And they're good. They, they can are. be very good, but it's it's not unexpected. It's like classic save the princess bullshit. Yes, which is fine, mm-hmm. but it's you know these are always in a, a modern world, very um, with kids in school, and the mm-hmm. school part is super important. It is, and then you have all these weird like shadow dimension things, which usually, depending on which game you're playing, are different kind of parts of the, the psyche, mm-hmm. right? So like three, three. Three's the one where they shoot themselves in the head, and it brings out their, like... Oh, Jesus. <laughs> they have these guns. They're yeah. not, like, gun guns, but they are guns. Yeah. And basically, when they shoot themselves, the where the exit wound would be is, like, their, like, totem comes out, and it's mm. this big, like, monster or some sure. thing that is them. Yeah. But, like, and it's, like, it fights for them, basically. They have a similar thing in this with pulling off of their mask. Yeah. So, I mean, basically, all the Persona games have some weird thing that's like, oh, man, you can't have these kids shooting themselves in the head. But it's like, <laughs> but it's like how their ego part comes out or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, you know, yep, little stuff like that. It's pretty cool. Like, I'm hooked on it so far. Yeah. So I've been having a lot of fun trying to figure out exactly what I'm doing. Yeah. Because, you know, sometimes it's be like, hey, you gained a point in knowledge. It's like, okay. Dope. Thanks. Yeah. I think that's good. Right. Maybe. I don't know. But there's a lot of really fun little cutscenes that, like, you'll be going to class one day, and all of a sudden, the teacher will, will catch you daydreaming, and they'll throw something at you, and they'll hit you in the face. Everyone will laugh their asses off at you. Sure. And their character's like, shit, if I had more agility, I could have dodged that. Really? Yeah. Weird. And it's just like, oh, okay. Yeah. I see where this is going. Right? I mean, if they're even real. They, yeah. <laughs> Don't know. Yeah. But super engaging so far. Cool. Yeah. Uh, other than that, Pillars of Eternity 2. Yeah, how is that? Great. I want to play it really. I, da- I installed it Good. from Good. your account, but mm-hmm. I haven't been on there. You should give that a go. Um, the simple answer that I told you before was that uh, they took everything that was overly complicated before, trimmed it down so that it's very manageable, Yeah. took everything that was rad before, and expanded it dramatically. So is it is it more on par with Tyranny as far as like how combat works and stuff? Um, or is it a yes. little more complicated? It's more complicated. But it is similar to Tyranny. Uh, I feel like I have more skills yes. with each character in this game, which should make sense. Yeah. Um, you have five character slots. I think in Tyranny, you had three. Yep. So it's a little bit more expansive. Um, I think, I, I feel like there's more classes now. There's like 10 classes. Four. Four in Tyranny. Sorry. No, I, I mean, yeah. In this Four one. characters in Tyranny. Sure. Yeah. I just, yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> in Pillars, uh, there's a lot of classes. Yeah. And there's, I think there's at least four subclasses for each one. That's crazy. There's a bunch. And you can multi-class. That's nuts. You can't get, like, some of the key abilities from each class if you multi-class, but you can get, you know, pretty high up there. Yeah. So. Is that how the multi-class works? Yes. You sacrifice, like, 
two or three levels out of the main. Yeah, I think you sacrifice top tier and you sacrifice like one of the key abilities from each class. One of the core abilities. Yes. Ah. I think mm. that's how it goes down. Interesting. But yeah, um, it starts out really interesting style. Um, you remember the statue in the first game that was under your castle? Yeah. That gets possessed by a god. And he just rises up, destroys your castle. Sure. Anybody he touches, he absorbs their soul. Are you the same character? Yes. Ah. But a, a you know, sure. A twisted one, because you die in this attack. <coughs> your soul gets partially absorbed. Oh, I see. By the god Aethas, and one of the other gods, Bareth, like the goddess of the wheel, and you know, life and death, that kind of thing, uh, pulls you back and says, "Hey, I'm going to put you back in your body." Hey, yeah. Uh. And you're no god, <laughs> and you're gonna go, you know, track this guy down. You're gonna be my messenger. You're yeah, figure out what the fuck's going on. And then you're a pirate. You are that too. Yeah. And yeah, so you come back. You your ship crashes, and then you get to build up a small crew. You get to have a ton of different reputations with each of your party members. The ship combat is actually a lot of fun. Oh, weird. You get to build out your ship with ah! cannons on each side, Don't the sails, the hulls. Don't tell me this. You shit. get to buy new ships. You get to, so it's your castle now. Yes, and it's mobile. But when you go into combat, you know how um, Pillars and, to some extent, Tyranny has some combats and events that are text-based? Yes. And some that are action-based. Yeah. Uh, Ship combat starts out as text-based. So you'll have three actions per turn, and each you and the opponent will be staggered out. So you'll have, like, ten options, like go straight forward based on your sail speed. Uh. Or turn port side. Hopefully your guns, you know, if you're in range, are on that side. Are on that side, <laughs> then you can fire them with your next action. Yeah. Does it say port and then left, or does it? No, it has a arrow. <laughs> Perfect. So an arrow that points to the left and says turn port. Is that is port left? Yes. Yay! Nice. <laughs> uh, so you can do that. You can charge. Um, so you can go full ramming speed and try to sink their boat before you get there. Can you? You can ram them though for yeah, reals. You can ram them. Oh. You can also dock, and then you go into full scale combat on the boats. Yep. Cool. Which is super fun. Dope. But you get to wander around. You get to hire people that you can socket into different deckhand slots. Oh, my God. So, like, they Stop. can be deckhand, cannoneers, <laughs> navigators, cooks, pretty much everything that you could want. Yeah. And as you get bigger ships, you get more spots. You can socket more people in. Your dudes gain experience whenever you do something on the open ocean. Yeah. Uh, based on your skills, you can run across, like, reefs and things like that. That's like, oh, these are rumored that if you sail through, you'll have good luck for, like, the next seven years. And then based on your character, not your specific character, but your ship's abilities and yeah. their scores... If you go through there, you'll get some cool reward, or, you'll or like your ship your will ship. get fucked, and yeah. crew morale, morale will go down. Yeah, because you have to choose what kind of stuff they eat and drink on a daily basis. Sure, that affects so the morale. Upkeep. Yeah, as if you do sea combat and you win, you get a huge boost in morale. That kind of Dope. stuff. It's wow. super fun. Yeah, like really engaging. Fun. That sounds awesome. And then you have everything that you could want in like a baldur's gate style like yeah, yeah overworld stuff but with a very hawaiian twinge really yeah very pacific islander oh uh, one of the main factions is the hawana and the other Seems one is very derivative the rao rapana <laughs> something like that sure but then there's like a east india trading company kind of thing Assholes. they have a different name yeah and there's some other trading company probably too then there's pirates and you get bounties to go hunt down other pirates to hunt down specific targets is it open navigation is it just points or yeah. is it open it's open world wow you just click to move wherever you want it unveils the map as you go there's traders and other pirate ships that take different paths and if they come across you and they're hostile they'll start chasing you down yeah 
And if you're a faster ship, you can just get the fuck out. Yeah. Some merchants you can just drive up to and just start trading with. Really? Yeah. Huh. It's really good. It sounds awesome. I'm having a blast with it so far. Yeah. I just... Um, I what is to, uh, what the class you made? I made a druid, a mountain dwarf druid, yeah. who's a shapeshifter. Yeah. So my combat, when you start, you can shift into one of six forms. There's a badger. Like, no. Oh. There's a bear. There's a boar. <laughs> you can turn into like real combat stuff. Yes. Bear, boar, wolf, cat, and stag. So I think there's five. Okay. And uh, when you shift in combat, you get one per encounter ability. Um, that is, you know, a linked resource between all five of your forms. So like if you go into bear form, you can yeah. do a terrifying roar that can sure. frighten people in a huge AOE around you. Okay. Uh, if you go into cat form, you get like a massive attack speed bonus and you just rake the shit out of sure. things. Sure. Get those back feet in there. Exactly. Yeah. But what I do right now, because I got third level spells, is I start a combat, I call lightning and just create this long lasting storm around me, then shift yeah. and roll into combat as lightning is just crashing down around me. And, Reasonable. Oh, it's so fun. Is uh, Are the effects pretty good? The oh, yeah. Graphics They're for beautiful. The- beast shapes and stuff yep yeah and it runs really well on my machine you don't just go like poof and you're like a weird bear you do poof oh you just go yeah and just shift into it <laughs> okay. there's no like transform sure. animation or anything yeah. like that it's too isometric <laughs> yeah. for that kind of necessity sure but it's a lot of fun um all the class abilities seem a lot more well-rounded i feel like even with the wizards you have a lot of options on your hands that that's you cool can, um, it's not just like fucking magic missile yeah. this guy lightning bolt like they also i forget how it worked exactly in the first but now you have like a grimoire so you have the characters that your specific mage knows and then based on the book you have equipped you have those as supplemental spells also so you can find like new grimoires to supplement your current roster of spells yeah and that's kind of how it worked in tyranny is it well you get the runes right i never did magic oh so in tyranny you would get spells and then you'd get runes that you would add to the spells mm-hmm. to change how the rune would look hmm. and you'd layer them on top of each other and yeah. that would give you different abilities to your spells so one could be damage or one could be duration or sure. one could be range one could change like a combat spell or a range spell into a touch spell mm-hmm. and like do something else. That's cool. That's how it, it all works. I never had the chance to try it. Like I just played my Spartan guy. You didn't even do it with nope. your hirelings? Nope. Oh. Not even with uh, the healer guy. The Quill dude? Yeah. Cool man. He was great. He was. But yeah, That's just, weird. Which part? That you didn't use any of the magic. I know. I tried to take a different route than I usually go. Well, I mean, I, I didn't do magic either, but my people did oh yeah i didn't fuck with them so like you can upgrade their spells that means <laughs> mm-hmm. your dude is using the crappiest spells literally the whole time he was good sure he was my healer well the intelligence gets so high yeah. it's like plus 50 percent heal bonus and yep. you're like that's a lot mm-hmm. <laughs> like every spell oh speaking of healing stuff they also had um knowledge skills so you had active and passive knowledge so active would be something like alchemy or explosives or yeah. mechanics for lockpick and then every time you level up you get one point in passive and one point in active so the passives would be like knowledge, spot and shit, right? religion, uh, perception is just straight up your stat. Ah, but these are just bonus knowledge thingies. But um, there's a weird party mesh. So like if you have certain abilities and then your party members have some also, they can assist each other based on their stats. Like a synergy thing. Yeah. So like one character will take their primary, and the other characters, if they have some, they'll give an a 
uh, a bonus of, I think it's half of their points. Okay. So, like, if you have three and something and two of your other dudes have two each, they'll give you plus one and then plus one. So you'll have five in that stat. So if you're going into a social scenario and you need five points in diplomacy, yeah. you just happen to get it because your dudes, you know. You bring some talking people. Chime yeah, in and sure. help you out. Yeah. So I think there's like eight or so in each category, and they're all really interesting, and they come up a lot. Huh. So they give you a lot of different dialogue options based on those, based on your history, based on your race. Yeah. Like there was one throwaway line where there was a dude in the bathhouse, some old guy, and he like uncrosses his legs. And I'm a dwarf, so yeah. I had a dwarf line that was like, oh, God, my eyes, <laughs> just because I'm crotch level. Right, you're crotch level. Yeah, and so it's just a lot of little fun <laughs> stuff like that. That's, How are the uh, companions and stuff? They're really good. Yeah. Uh, so you have Ader still. Really? Yes. Wow, okay. Uh, he so comes, he made it. He comes with, yep. Um, <laughs> he didn't die when your castle got blowed up? No. No, he didn't. Oh. He survived. Adir. Um Is he still a tank? Yeah, he can be a tank or a rogue or a multi-class fighter rogue. So when you get any new character, you, you get to choose. It. Really? Yeah, there's a big thing that says multi-class is not recommended for new players, but... The option is there. Go nuts. Yeah. So yeah. it's really cool that you get to choose what you want them to be. Yeah. So it's not like, oh, I got eight or he's a tank. I don't need a tank because I'm a tank. For sure. Now he can be the rogue. That and was one of the coolest things in Divinity 2 where you're like, hey, Blake, I do these things, but I could do these other things too. Yep. Just change my stats real quick. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's a ton of fun. Uh, Aloth comes back. Aloth. The elf mage. He's one of the first ones you get too, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, he just showed up. Uh, I got this new girl named Sh- Shoji, XOTI. Uh, she is. Isn't it Zodi? Uh, it's, I think it's show mm. because it's, um, Mayan. Ah, sure. And where is it going with this? You oh, got, she's like a priestess Shoji. of life and death. Mm-hmm. So she followed Aethys for a while, and then she's like, but Guan is like the other part of this that's equally important, and it's kind of like the rebirth. So she's like she's like a reaper. So she runs around with a sickle yeah. and a lantern, and she like makes sure things are dead, especially undead. Sure. With like this, it's like an execute for a spell, okay. which is pretty sweet. She also has a... <clears throat> Like a, oh god, what do you call it? AoE. Yeah, like a channel, channel a light. burst. Yeah, yeah, a little fun thing like that that heals you and deals some stuff to enemies. Yeah, and uh, her lantern absorbs souls from like lost souls that Fuck. are around you. Okay. So as she absorbs them, she uh, tries to send them to the wheel to get you know yeah. recycled back into That's life dope. eventually. That's just neat design. She's, yeah, she's a really cool character. Her banter with Eddier is really cool because he's also a priest. Yeah, he, or both, he used to be, right? Yeah, yeah. they're both. Um, they don't really follow the church anymore. They're both just idealists, right? So they have some really interesting conversations back yeah. and forth. Um. Ran across one of those little blue guys mm-hmm. who's a cypher. Yep. Who was like the bard before. Cypher's crazy. He dual wields pistols. Wow. Super fucking good. That's awesome. Yeah. His chanter spells are buff. Chanters are good. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. He's a chanter. Okay. Not a cypher. Because cyphers are the ones I couldn't really understand. Cypher's the mage, right? Cypher's like a scion. Oh, God. I forget what she is. It's the one that you would lash to like yeah. friends. And that would give you something else i think I, he is a cypher i couldn't he could be both i think he's a cypher because he has one ability where it's uh upon damage with his weapons he generates power and then that power fuels his that spells. is probably a cypher yeah yeah 
but he's really fun. He's a swashbuckler kind of guy. Yeah. Super arrogant. He's Perfect. just smart, smarmy, smarmy. Sure, smarmy all the time. Smarmy works. And um, I think that's my base five. Yeah, I just ran into uh, like a they call them water shapers, but they are priests of the water. There appears to be priests of the storm as well. Ooh, but this guy, um, he's a druid, but he likes to make. He's basically Adonis, but he likes to make water sculptures. Wait, what? Like Adonis, like yeah. the, the pinnacle of man. He's Armstrong? Yeah, he's basically Armstrong. Oh, fuck. And he just, like, he knows it. He's just super arrogant the whole time. He's just like, oh, yes, I'm the best. I love it. If you want to see it later, I can show it to you. Oh, I'm so into it. And, yeah, so he just, like, he breaks from his little church, and he's just like, I want to make, you know, water-shapey sculptures and things like that. So that's what he does. He's Armstrong. Yeah, he's pretty close. That's the best. Yeah. I Uh, love Armstrong. (laughs) (laughs) He's my favorite. Yeah, and then I got some two other hunters from some rival guilds one okay. was a ranger the other one's a paladin and haven't really explored them too much you just socket them on your ship when you're not using them basically uh they kind of hover around you can't socket them into positions oh they just hang out yeah that's you, just your hub you hire specific deck hands for those gotcha and they all have like certain abilities that they're good with like you buy somebody's like oh i'm good with cannons and deck handing and then if you socket them then they get bonuses and sure. they gain experience and ranks faster yeah but yeah ton of fun so far wow Highly suggested. Yeah. There's I'll get a, there. Yeah. There's one part that I got to in the one of the main cities um, that you get to Nakata, Nekatata, something like that. Sure. Nekataka. I won't know. That's it. Nekataka. <laughs> Is that it? I think so. Okay. It has that many syllables. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, when you get there, if you eventually snake your way around this massive city to one of the subzones, there's a door with some snakes on it. Yeah. You need something to put in the middle. Classic snake door. I didn't have the things. Mm. Found a tree, hooked a grappling hook to it, and went down. Found a little cave entrance, snuck around there, found a legendary item buried in there. Cause Dope. There was a perception check and a mechanics check. I made both of them. Got the item, snuck in, and made it to the bottom floor of this temple, which is the one I was trying to get into earlier. Ah, Ran so across, you just like, didn't go through the door. Exactly. Yeah. Ran across some... I shouldn't be here. Mm. Uh, the difficulty rating now for monsters is they have a sword above them. And if there's one skull, then he's one level higher. Two skulls, two. Three skulls, three. Three skulls, and it's all fucking red. Way too high for you. Ah, All these guys are three levels above me. And I'm I'm scraping through each combat. Oh, like, I have job. to use all my resources. Yeah. But it's a, like very hectic and fun. Sure. So I've been clearing this place out. And eventually wiped out the temple. Exited through the top door. Couldn't get back in. Because I didn't have the symbol. Oh. Which was unusual. That is weird. But, yeah. Magic. I mean, it seems pretty free and open to go wherever you want or when you want. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Well, the fact that you have such mobility with the ship yeah. changes a lot. You can explore the whole map. Or at least I assume it's the whole so map. So far, yeah. Oh, the other cool thing that I learned about today. Whenever you progress in the storyline, you gain in-game achievements. Okay. When you gain those achievements, you gain blessings. Okay. When you start a new game, you can spend those blessings to give your next character buffs. Oh, dope. So you can get like replayability. Exactly. It's like you can spend some money or some blessings to get, you know, bonus money at the beginning, which yeah. might help you out. Sure. You could unlock the entire map so you can view everything. You might be able to start off with a bigger ship. You know, yeah. Just a lot of cool things like that that you just wouldn't really expect. No, not at all. But it's a sweet inclusion so that you don't. You don't have to deal with a lot of stuff that you might have found difficult before. Yeah. It's like, oh, you know, my ship's just too slow. I don't want to sail across. I start with maximum sails now. 
Yeah. So I'm just quick. Yeah, that's cool. It's just fun little hmm. things like that. Yeah. There's a lot of unexpected detail. Yeah. Neat. But yeah. And that was a fig game, wasn't it? Yes. I want to say it was. I think the first one was Kickstarter. This one was fig. Yeah. I think. But yeah, it's a blast. 50 bucks. Totally worth it. Yeah, for sure. It sounds really good. But that is everything. Yeah, I got nothing else. Um, We're past your bedtime. It's about 1030. <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay. I'm okay right now. Good. But I will fall asleep. Yeah. But I don't ever have trouble falling asleep. It's very rare. Sure. Usually I conk right the fuck out. Nice. Lay down, dead. <laughs> like not even like, a, man, I can't fall asleep. Just like mm-hmm. done skis. That's good. That's the way it should be. Yeah. Um, that's it. Nice. We haven't played Warhammer in a while. Yeah. Pretty sure you're going to crush me next game. But I'm going to try. I know how to play better now. You do. A little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so that might help. Yes. It might not. It will. Hard to say. <laughs> Hard to say. Mm-hmm. My 1250 point list is not that different from sure. my 1000 point list. So. Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. And next episode is episode 100? Yeah, next episode. 100th episode. The centennial <gasps> episode. Uh, was, we will have time. a special guest <gasps> dun, dun, dun. that I booked. So well in advance, two weeks mm. in advance, so it should work out. Barbara Walters, yep, Bababa, Bill Cosby. <laughs> he was Isn't he, he was in prison. Super easy to get. Weirdly <laughs> enough, not doing a lot right now. I don't know why. Yeah, what could have happened. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so yeah, that's it. Nice. Uh, thanks. Thanks for listening to legend of things check us out on soundcloud itunes our website thelegendofthings.com uh check us out on facebook and um keep keep listening <laughs> i mean we're almost to 100 that's kind of fucking crazy right it's weird mm-hmm. like it's good it's a lot it is it's yeah a lot of content a lot of a lot of stuff yeah yeah i learned how to talk good kinda occasionally <laughs> <laughs> sometimes sometimes All right, uh, have a good rest of the week. (laughs) Thank you for listening to The Legend of Things. Check us out online at thelegendofthings.com. Find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash forward slash legend of things. And for the love of all that is good and holy, subscribe on iTunes and leave us a review. Until next time, this has been The Legend of Things. Things.